Kenya here with another episode of On Your Shit Podcast. I know you guys have not heard from us in a minute. However, we are back. And so um, you know that it is Father's Day. This is the month that we celebrate our fathers and we just celebrate the excellency of our Black heritage because Father's Day and Juneteenth are falling on the same day this year. So I think that's phenomenal within itself. Um, today, you guys, we are going to be talking about co-parenting, how to co-parent once the relationship has ended. And so I have in the studio here with me today, um, he's just my baby daddy. <laughs> I have my, my son's father here with me today. Um, Mr. Isaac Nelson, would you like to, because he's more than just my son's father, so would you like to tell the people about yourself? Sure. Um, Isaac Nelson, 37-year-old male, of course, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Came from. Anyway. I don't know. 37-year-old um, male, uh, three kids, uh, entrepreneur, also work, to have a few business ventures on the side. Okay. Oh, let's say. Oh, I came from a family of five boys and one girl. Mm-hmm. Raised in a single mother household. It's by my stepfather, 10 years, and from a small town. What's the name of that small town? Tell the people. Orange. It's a little dot on the map. Very little dot on the map. I mean, if you travel my 10, you pass the next, you might miss it. So, <laughs> go we down. And so, you guys. You know, you already know about me, but I'll reiterate for those of you who who are not familiar with who I am. And I think it's important that we do cover our family backgrounds. I am the eldest out of my mother's five children. I come from a, a typical black family that, you know, just deal with the ups and downs and trials of life. And oh, I represented the generation of just me being transparent, there are things that our families have as a collective, and I'm talking about as a culture, there are great things that we have inherited from our families. And then there are those things that are cycles that may not be the best of cycles that need to be broken. And the generational curses are the pathologies that need to be broken, that need to be the, the that needs to have a brand new narrative. I represent the generation that was born for that purpose to do exactly that. Just as Isaac stated and he shared that he comes from a single um parent household. I myself come from a single parent household. I did have my dad for a while and then I and my dad passed at four, when I was 14 years of, of age. And then I did of course I had my stepfather. He was a really great stepdad, bonus dad. So shout out to the bonus dads out there. We appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he and I sit here today 
basically a representations of that very cycle that I said needs to be broken. I told myself, even as a single mom, when I when there were only myself and my three girls, because I have my three daughters and, of course, my son. Kingston came along very later in life, and I really feel that God gave him to me at a time that I was really prepared to be the woman that needs that he needs in order for me to, you know, nurture him the way that he needs the nurturing and i feel like god gave me my little king that is going to be that next generation of greatness for embrace those those ties that bind us when it comes to the mccarter family and so he and i we Things, you know, typical, you know how uh, most relationships are when they go through the little honeymoon phase and everything is like really good and it's all fun and it's all dandy. And you find yourself sometimes on this roller coaster of emotions of the ups and the downs. And so we had our highs, we had our lows. And along came Kingston. Oh, blessing. Yeah. Definitely definitely the blessing out of the lesson. And. Don't get it misconstrued. It wasn't like a one night stand type thing. No, we did, I didn't say that. All right, well, I don't want the people to think that. No, the people don't. That's why people. I said don't get it misconstrued. Yeah, no. <laughs> but um, our relationship was was tumultuous. Mm. Yeah. That was a big one, was it? <laughs> what that mean? It was. It was tumultuous. Okay, I ain't never heard that word before, but go ahead. <laughs> It's like taboo or what? No, it was just like it was okay. I didn't want to say the word that social media is like running in the ground. Social media runs toxic in the ground. So it had it it had its goodness and then it also had its its challenges because again, you know, I don't think we think about the fact that you are bringing two people from two different backgrounds that have been taught two different things and has a different, they have different moral compasses. They have been exposed to different traumatic situations in life. And so you are bringing these people together and they're trying to develop a system in dating. And so we um, parted ways when Kingston was about, how old was Kingston? About seven months? Yeah, I would say about, uh, I would say a year, but. He was a year? No, that's a year. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, because I think he was about maybe seven to eight months. And you want to tell the people? What? Because th- we're here today, guys, to be like real honest and extremely transparent without overexposing ourselves. But we want to, the goal with this content is to help by being honest, to help you understand like where we were and how we got to this place of peace. Peace. A more cohesive rhythm for the co-parenting and putting our son as top priority in the midst of you know because situations happen relationships end yeah and i i, I before coming I, I said i was gonna give the truth and nothing but the truth mm-hmm. you know and i was gonna be all the way transparent i want wider <laughs> At the time that Kingston was deceived, or yeah, previously before that, I had another lady pregnant. So KK was born in June 10th, 
and Kingston was born August 31st. Mm-hmm. So that's like two months apart. Yeah, two months apart. <laughs> and so... Um, I wasn't a Rolling Stone, though. I just... Uh, are you sure? You're positive? No, I wasn't a Rolling Stone. Man, but <clears throat> this situation is like way more common than we know. Like... But we the the should we normalize it? Oh, of course not. It's okay. it's we it's the whole reason why we doing this right here. Yeah, we try to break right. that cycle. You know, even if ten people listen and one take from it, that's right. Then we have reached our goal. Mm-hmm. So I take it. Yeah. So that's all you want to say. You got more? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to have more? No, you want, I, I know. You, you want me to get my social security number too? No, no, don't give me your social security number. But yeah, and so I did. We, I even tried to navigate with him through this whole process because I uprooted my life and went to Orange and, you know, it was a lot that was going on with me and, uh, I have to give credit where credit is due. You know, um, we experienced a flood here in Houston. I can't remember what that flood was called. But I lost everything in that flood. And at the time, I was pregnant with our son. And I called him to let him know what was going on. And he came and got me. And we started living together from that point. I mean, it's only right, right? Like I said before, that you're pregnant with my child. So it's only right that I would step in, even if me and you aren't sitting out of hour even if we aren't together it's a must right you know right. right and so we were, well i was under the impression we were together at the time so we weren't together when i was pregnant all right we <laughs> see he see now he want to tell lies y'all but he just said he said he was gonna tell the truth the whole no, truth and nothing but the no, truth no, i no, thought no. we were in a relationship from what i was under the impression of and so my man came and picked me up and, uh, and brought we, me home we were together once uh once you moved in so once i came and got you but who's so i just got pregnant by you on the side no well then because we're not about to do that no we ain't about to do that we already said we're gonna be all <laughs> yeah we all here y'all i don't know if somebody feelings might get hurt that here it is y'all that's old this is old news so don't get mad okay this is old, okay? It's old. It's old with, right? I embraced his 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 daughter. I embraced KK. I really, um, I still to this day love her, and you know, did what most women, well, small percentage of women do, because most women they don't, but yeah, there's I, a percentage that does. I think even when you was pregnant, I still got pictures of KK laying on you. Mm-hmm. You know, even when I was pregnant with Kingston, and I appreciate you for that. You know, because you. Again, it, it could have been so much emotion going on during that time period because, like, here it is, you're holding my child by another woman uh, while pregnant with my child again. Mm-hmm. So I can understand, like, it, it could have been so much emotion going on with that, but you didn't budge. I mean, you stay 10 toes down and make sure KK had, make sure Kista had. Yeah, and it's just, I, my whole thing is children, children are like the innocent parties in situations that we as adults oftentimes put them in without their vote. They have no say-so in the matter, and so it's, it's, it's our duty to make sure that we give them what they deserve, because again, 
just this death of innocent parties. And so we tried that for a while. And I don't know, Mr. was on some other stuff, y'all. <laughs> and so, you know, me being who I am, I packed up and I let, I let Mr. be at his stuff. That's when the difficulty came about. That's when the challenges came about. And when I left, I told myself that I didn't want my son to witness the confusion as he, you know, because as kids get older, they start, they, they understand it. You guys that follow me on social media, you see Mr. Kingston. Y'all, y'all always inboxing me or messaging me and like, Mr. Kingston is just a, a little man and he is like, he is definitely an old soul that's been here before. He knows and sees and recognizes everything. And so um, I told myself that I didn't want my son to see like what was happening with us. And I would rather leave while he was too young to understand what was going on. And so I prayed, though, because it was hard. I prayed and I was asking God to help me not raise my son with malice or bitterness or resentment in my heart towards the situation because I felt that I was in a place in my life where that should not that should not have been my portion because I had already raised daughters by myself and my youngest daughter at the time she was 15 so I just was in awe that okay I know better so when you know better you do better right and we wanted to just kind of give you guys a little bit of the backstory and so all of that happened and then you get to this place of recognition and recognizing that there's a child still involved and so how do we make sure that we give him all the love and devotion that he requires from both of his parents and not do the bitter baby mama thing or the angry baby daddy thing like how do how do we get there and um to be honest with you guys it took a minute for us to get there true True. Very much so. Yeah. So you mentioned to the people about you having the two women pregnant at the same time. Do, would you like to just talk a little bit about maybe the consequences of moving too fast and like what did you learn about like better sex practices? Almost oh, definitely. If it's there, go ahead and use it. Rewind. <laughs> what is that? Go ahead. I was, I was just going to say condom, rubber, whatever, Jimmy, whatever y'all want to call it. If it's that user, just protectively. Let me get firm, for, first and foremost, let me get that out the way. Protectively. Us as man, like we we have a tendency to like, um, think with the wrong head, as the old people say. And it could possibly make us move too fast. You know, sex, lust, all that, all of the above. And we have to like really be uh, precautious on how we are sexually sexually active, mm-hmm. you know. Um, also, I was going to bring up soul ties. Yeah, you know? definitely soul ties. But, and then uh, you know, it says when I was a child, I thought as a child, I reasoned as a child. But when I became a man, I put away my childish things, mm-hmm. my child the childish thing. So, what did that? Did that help you kind of put away some of that? Most definitely. Uh, I grew up once I realized that first my daughter came and then my son came. I had to grow like super fast. I couldn't do 
the things that I would typically do. I couldn't even think the way that I would typically think because I have to put my child before anything and everything. Mm-hmm. So I had to put away some of the stuff like, <laughs> like, you know, I was into vehicles and cars and dressing and all that. So I couldn't like always buy the newest, whatever. Mm-hmm. I had, I had kids, you know, simple stuff, you know, I got to put that first. So, so and this is the thing you guys um social media we can get caught up in those memes and stuff you see the memes all that sneaky link and all this other stuff and there are when we are i feel like a lot of us may find ourselves exhibiting sexual irresponsibility because we like how many of us had the actual sex talk not sex education in school that told you how the baby was conceived but the actual what he brought up we how many of us were educated you know because the church don't want to talk about it but how many of us were educated on the soul ties that happened how many of us were educated on the emotional baggage that goes along with when you're opening up your soul because you're not just it's not just sex it's not just an orgasm it's not just he busts the nut it's not just that it is it's, yeah you're creating a soul tie you're giving that person a part of you that somebody else will never have you know so you create that 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 lock that mm-hmm. that well, even though you and that person aren't together anymore, y'all still have that time because he, he, you gave him a piece of you. Exactly. And that was never, you know, being honest, that was never God's design for it. It was supposed to be, it's supposed to be used in the confines of a marriage, you know, because the two are becoming one. That's what that means, two are becoming one. And so when you become this one with somebody that you're not at one with, or that you, um, for the most part, some people, you know, they don't even really know each other. And um, Especially when you meet at a club or online or take the time to get to know them. Mm-hmm. You don't know who you who you land down with. You don't know who your soul tie is. You don't know who or who you tied to. So, that's you right. Know, so or their 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 background, mm-hmm. their like the their health of the family, whether that's mentally, physically. You want to know those specific things. You know, I don't believe in what running your family because I don't believe in that. You know, but but hey, and so yeah, that happened pretty fast, and we got to this place to where. Um, just the communication of trying to schedule our time to allow him to still be a father to Kingston because that was hard for me, ladies. It was hard to trust my, and, and, I, and I don't want to sound selfish because I'm saying my son because it's our son, but it was hard for me to trust our son with someone that I felt had did a, a lot of hurtful things. And so I really had to work through that. I worked through that and, you know, in the beginning, I worked through it when Facebook asked me what was on my mind. I shared what was on my mind. <laughs> I shared what was on my mind. But as I really began to heal and 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 not just see what he did to me, I began to recognize that there were things that he needed to heal from the same way I needed to heal. And a lot of times when we're hurting, and we don't want to talk about that, but hurting people out here just we're we're dating and we're doing all these things, but we're hurting. And all hurt people do 
is hurt people. And so once it a cycle. Yeah, it's a cycle. And I don't really I think that it, it just was a lot of it was a lot of arguing at first to just drop our son off, you know, child support court. Uh, <laughs> no one that nobody wanna talk about it. Child support court. The money. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's that's most of the time like and I honestly that's probably like about about fifty to seventy five percent of issues outside of issues with a child and a mother uh, co parent. It's most of the time financial responsibility. Yeah, now it's now it's 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 totally different because now you have to govern financial assistance for an outside situation or outside of the home because again it was never designed to be this way so it's strained it's a strain on when we are out here building broken families it's a a strain on it mentally emotionally financially it's a strain are you open to sharing with the people the dynamics of which you're that you have the co-parent because we talked about two of the kids but there's a third child so I stated in the beginning, I have a third child. <laughs> He's my little man. He's four. His name is Carter. Uh, by the way, all my kids' names start with K. I don't know why. I like K. It just happened. So, <laughs> KK, Carter, Kingston. But yeah, that's my uh, third child. I don't know if I say four. You have another no, child on the way? I don't have no other kids. That's bless your heart. Ain't my no, business. No. Uh- <laughs> my, my accountant said don't do it. By accountant, I mean child support. I said no. Start getting out of here with the questions. Had somebody mm. jacket. Okay, okie dokie. Okie dokie. But don't worry. <laughs> my my Lord is my savior. He he gonna protect me. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> so today he, he understood what he was coming here for. He understands the no, sign. I, I, was no, he, I was told I hit the lottery. <laughs> don't told, you dare. I was told it was a cash prize here. <laughs> don't you dare, don't play. What um, what lessons or word of advice? Well, we were kind of interrupted in the middle of talking about the child support component. You having your third son, which is Carter, which Carter, I love little Carter, by the way. Carter's <laughs> awesome. Carter's awesome. Yeah. So, oh, you were talking about the whole the the child support thing. I wanted you to share with the people of uh, the court situation. No, the the how you because you having you're having a co-parent with like three women three with women. small oh, right. three small kids. That right there is probably the hardest thing to do. Uh, co-parenting with uh, three women, you deal with three different emotions. You deal with some of them cool, some of them laid back, some of them. Some of them have anger issues. Some of them just like, like you know, three different emotions, like three different females. It is not the easiest thing to do. It's like I don't know. It's difficult to explain. Just know that I'm dealing. I I used to deal, or I still do deal with three different emotions. And and you signed up for that. Your decisions decided to see my my consequences. uh, Decided that this is what. No, your decisions, because the consequences are from the decision. All right, I'll take that. They're from the decision. I told y'all it was getting out of here. And so, uh, and so, this is to guys. This is this is to the guys out there. I want to say this to the guys out there 
because he brought up a thing about um, dealing with so many different emotions. Be mindful of like the seeds when you sow these seeds, when you, because whatever you give a woman, she's going to multiply it and give it back to you. So if you give her a bunch of hurt, she's going to give you a bunch of anger. She's going to give you a bunch of, she's going to give you all of what you gave back to her times 10. You know why? She is, she's not only designed to carry babies in that womb. She's going to birth whatever seed you sowed into her life. She's going to birth that to you. It's just going to give that to you as your harvest. So be mindful of that. And then when you are not wanting to deal with that woman anymore, like I had a conversation with a guy friend of mine and um, he was telling me, he was like, Yo, she crazy. She be doing all of this. And I'm like, are you still sleeping with her? Like, are you sleeping with her? That was my question to him. And I'm like, because women typically, they don't be acting crazy to be acting crazy now. Nah, Do they be acting crazy? They be acting crazy nah, just to act crazy. Nah, most of the time, it's something that they did or something that they doing that make them like, that make that trigger. Like, uh, we do, whenever we can't do something for that person, and then that's whenever they clown. So how do you say, how, me, I'm all about healthy boundaries. You know, don't violate my boundaries. I'm all about healthy boundaries. How are you setting healthy boundaries? So that's what I'm telling. I'm, I'm, I was saying that because that was the conversation that I had to have with my guy friend. I'm like, you need to set healthy boundaries. And so he told me that son's mother, she um, lived in, I think she lives in Galveston or what have you. I'm not going to say his name, but she lived in Galveston. And so she would come to Houston to party. And when she comes to Houston to party, she would get drunk and then he would let her spend a night at his house. Oh, he's doing something. Yes. And so this your baby mama. This is about to be a child. Like. So and that's only when somebody is allowing that. You do not have to be messing with nobody because you got no kids with me. Y'all done, y'all done. Yeah. Okay, because if you're done, you're done. I told him, I said, so when she come over there drunk and stuff. He laughed. I said, you're the one causing this problem in your life because why are you doing that? And he wanted to make the excuse and put and project the blame on her. He was like, well, she the one coming out here getting drunk. And I said, well, you know, the, the rightful thing for you to do because what you're doing is you're creating your drama because you're making her think that y'all are going to be like, this is, this is this lady's only child. She has only one child. And and she has this child with, with you. So in her mind, she wants her family dynamic. She wants that. I mean, as little girls, we, yeah, we grow up as little girls. They teaching us that we need to be the princess, the queen, and we need to serve our king. And we need to have the, you know, they, they use us taking care of babies, feeding and taking care of the household. So we look for that. We want that. Every woman wants that that to be the woman of her home, to be a wife. And so I'm explaining to him, I'm like, you can't do that to her because every time you sleep with her, you reopen, you reopen that up if you know you don't have no intentions of, of being with her. And so explaining to him, I said, so next time she comes to, to the city and she calls you and she says that she's tipsy like that, I said, do the do the right thing. Maybe maybe you should treat up to a hotel room. 
and let her go let her let her go lay up at a hotel room until she could sleep that off. I said that's putting a boundary in place instead of letting your dick think for you. You can't let your dick think for you. You're gonna have to do what's what needs to be done. Cause I was totally turned off. I'm like, I don't wanna date you. You got too much going on. You know, I end up becoming just a good friend to him. But um Because most of the time, give or take like <clears throat> You in a club, you drinking, you ain't thinking with the with your right is mine. Like so a lot of times like you scrolling through your phone from the male point of view. You scrolling through your phone like well, who can I hit up? Who go hit who go who go be the easiest target? So if then, even if the roles are reverse, yeah, yeah if the roles are reverse. And so, you know, and then I know a guy that I know a guy to this day. I hope I ain't giving too much dudes. <laughs> I ain't giving too much game up, right? Like for for dudes, right? Like I don't wanna I don't want my player card to be revoked. Well, my player card got revoked when I had three kids, so I'm good. That's all game. <laughs> nah, you a hoochie daddy. Nah, I ain't got the shorts, so I'm good. Yeah, you a hoochie daddy. <laughs> he out here. He 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 nines all our team. He out here being a hoochie daddy. I'm retired. Really? Yeah. What up? <laughs> okay, anyway. I a guy friend that shared with me like he is literally a father right now to this day all because he told me that he took one for the team like i didn't know that guys were out here doing things of this nature at their age and so i was like well what what, what do you mean you took one for the team and he said that they were out at a club and while they were out at the club this girl this woman she was basically like the ugly friend. Oh wow. And he slept with her. Well, that one nice thing led to him being a father. And he didn't even find out that he was this child's father until he was served at his job, maybe like three, four years later. And it's decisions like that that need that people need to be holding themselves accountable for and 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 being mindful of these children right like at, at the end of the day though me and you didn't work out we still have a child together mm -hmm. i still have to be there for that child like no matter what if me and you was beefing today or tomorrow and you call and say hey i need you to do something then i still have a child there and I'm gonna provide for my child. It's, it's natural of a man to want to provide for a child. And if you're out there not providing for your child, then that's the issue. That's not how I was raised without a father, in a sense. But I had my stepfather to fall back on. Mm -hmm. I was watching this video on uh, IG. I think it was of a little girl and her mother. At a game. You seen this one? Mm -mm. Oh, the little girl and her mother's at a game. Or she said, she said, "Mama, where's my daddy?" I see everybody else out here with their daddies, but where's my, do my daddy not want us? Like, and that touched my heart so much. I wanted to reach out to them people like, what can I do? Mm -hmm. Can I be a big, a big brother to your child or whatever? Mm -hmm. Because that's hurtful for this man to conceive this child, make this child. And now they're blinded. Like they, they won't get the full experience of their daddy being around mm -hmm. like I. You know, so uh, then my heart goes out to, to them for that. You know, I hate that situation. Like, and all, everybody that I'm around, uh, uh, everybody, we all take care of our kids. That's something that we store upon each other. You know, we make sure that we're there for our kids because majority of my friends, we grew up without father figures. So we make sure we, we, we store that real heavy 
you know, make sure we we are there. And hold each other accountable for that. That's good because, and that's what it's all about. Like, if you know what that feels like, like consider yourself. Consider yourself. If you know exactly what that feels like, consider yourself. What three key things you want? Would you want our listeners to take away and apply to their lives that can benefit the livelihood of the children when it comes to the co-parenting? Definitely communicate. Communicate with uh, your your co-parent. Communication is very important. Like if you are going through a situation and you can't cover or you can't pick up your child or something like that, just communicate with them. Don't give them uh, a reason to be upset. Like try to be there. Even if you're not there financially, you can still be there. Try to be there. In person. You and, know? And, and, and if we could be honest, I... You guys that follow me on social media, you, you, I am, the, the things I post, that is really my mindset on stuff. And so I think for the longest, Isaac thought that I was just being hard on him. And it was not that I was just being hard on him. I still have a responsibility to make sure, like, I'm going to hold you accountable. And so, you know, I've expressed things like, um, you need to figure out a better system when it comes to um, you getting the kids. You you got four weekends in a month. So if you're going to do a weekend with all of them, then you need to do a weekend with all of them. But you also need to give each child that dedicated one-on-one time. And I say that because I'm, I, as a, a parent, even with me being a full-time parent in the household with my daughters when I was raising them when they were young, as your children are, I would still um just pop up and surprise them at school and i would grab one child out of school and spend that intimate time with them because all of our children have a different love language nobody no child can be loved the same no child requires the same and so you have to have that intimate one-on-one relationship with that kid to really know what that kid needs to give that child that one-on-one time because they're already sharing you with everything else they share you when, when you do get a mate they share you with your they have to share you with your mate they have to share you with your job they have to share you with your friends they have to share you, you understand so just giving them that one-on-one time i think is really really important i know that it played a major role in the development of how my relationship is with my daughters right now and i I vowed that my daughters will be gardens whose flowers were not trampled upon and to this day my girls are they you know the cycle is broken they are not single parents so grace glory to be to god (laughs) you know and they always say well mom we see what you went through or we see what you're dealing with and i sit and i have real transparent conversations with them as to like okay this is what i did this is what i fucked up this is what i learned from it you need to be able to take these these little jewels i'm giving you and you don't have to go down this same path that i went down but um yeah just doing that navigating that what are you said the power of forgiveness yeah i think that's because had i not forgiven you or forgiven myself I don't think we could be like in this space that we are today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we could be in this space that we are today. 
But I would have never done, even even in my anger, I would have never done anything to compromise you with like police or anything like that. Uh, what you think child support is? Child support is that's a responsibility. No, it's a responsibility, but guess what? The law is involved. I know, but that's because they, they need to be involved at this point. They they didn't have to be involved. Yes, they did. They oh, we gonna go there? No, we, no. We said we're gonna be no, on time. No, yeah, we did, but we'll talk about it later. That's another yeah, episode. Okay, it's nice. That's another episode. But yeah, um and I just think that they are there to govern the process. They help you govern the process when you can't come to an amicable agreement on your own. You know, you utilize that system. And I know guys do not want child support filed on them, but again, yeah, sometimes it's necessary. It is. Like, it, it, it's some, it's a lot of times necessary. Like, if you have one a mother that don't ask for much or ask for anything at all, you know that you have a responsibility over them. Like, you know that uh, that child still need diapers, food, a roof over their head. Those are responsibilities that the mother take on by a single mother takes on by herself and she if, uh, yeah if she if she's doing that by herself then you know that finances is involved so it's taking a toll on her finance so it, it's taken away from her finance to provide or do things for that child mm -hmm. so and it should be an equal give and take for that child because again that's a situation that that child was placed in based on decisions that were made again God never designed for the family dynamic to be a broken family. So those are the consequences when we make these decisions um, as such. But um, back to what we were saying about the power of forgiveness, it just, I just, one day I just made a decision that I'm like, I forgive him. I forgive him for, and I forgive myself because we did some hurtful things to each other. Right. It wasn't just that he did some hurtful things to me. We did some hurtful things to each other. We said some hurtful things to one another. You said more than me, but all right. See, now he, yeah, he, he said, 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 said wait, right? It, it, it's not justified by who said more, who did more. We're just being honest that we did it. Okay. And so, um, we, you know, just get into that place to. This wasn't an easy path. No, it wasn't. And, and it does take a lot of forgiving, a lot of thinking, a lot of meditating, and a lot of praying. It's not like something that happens overnight because, you know, you're dealing with someone who sees something totally different from how you see it. Mm -hmm. And you know? as well as you got to remember that, like, not all relationships have to end on bad terms, but when they end on bad terms, and there's a child involved, you gotta kinda give each other that time and that space and that opportunity to review and assess what took place so that each person can take their portion and um, be accountable for whatever that role was and then get to a place to say, I want to forgive. I want to forgive. I want to let it go. Um, and and it's going to require having like a hard conversation. Oh, most definitely. Maybe even a few. A few, yeah. And even, you know, and it's going to feel like so much of a weight, so much of a burden whenever y'all communicate and try to get to a ground of really understanding. And once I hear of you, 
and she hears my view, then I'm like, okay, well, it ain't too bad, man. I can understand where pain and concern come from. Where it's coming yeah, because I needed him to understand, like, why I had certain concerns about certain things when it came to how we were parenting or why I was upset about something. So you, you're going to have to... Um, talk about even if it's old stuff sometimes you got to talk about the old stuff you can't brush it under the rug and act like it never existed you have to have that conversation about it because it, it gets you to the place of closure and once you can close that out and not consider to continue to hold the anger or the animosity or the hurt towards it it just like a yeah it, it just feels like you're letting go of the, like unnecessary baggage just because honestly when 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 the two parents are men, men oh call my phone just call my phone always oh and then she he can hit some motherfucking up once y'all are doing that all the time it just it who does that help it doesn't help anybody honestly and it just holds you in a place that you're like why am i in this space still mad with this i ain't been with this nigga in years i don't need to be still in this space i need to let this go i need to let this go and i need to be moving on with my life so being able to do that and then understanding that i want for you know right now like with kingston Kingston has other siblings. His, his siblings on my side, they're all adults. His sisters are all grown. And his siblings with his dad, they're more his age. So I want to see them have that bond and I want to see them have that relationship. There are so many people that, well, I got a brother or a sister that live in Atlanta, but I barely see them because they were birth into these broken situations y'all we gotta stop we gotta do something and change this like we really gotta change the narrative of this and then once our son starts playing sports i don't want you gotta sit way over down and i gotta sit way over here we're here rooting for the same kid so we need to be able to get to an amicable place and wear our team shirts and yes <laughs> wear our team shirts and cheer and be supportive and not be look look at look at look look, look at that nigga she walked in with <laughs> oh, uh, yes. yeah. probably gotta take a little time on <laughs> put his face in the queen uh, zone probably gotta who, be yeah, a you know, who, who is that bitch he brought here <laughs> Really? <laughs> you know what? Anyway. <laughs> yes, Ida. <laughs> and so, saying all that to say, basically, like wanting the best for the children, sometimes wanting the best for the children is also wanting the best for each other you don't have to want what's best for this person only because you were with them you have to get to a place where you want what's best for them because what's best for them ends up being what's best for your child and so um it has to get to that because i you know i want to be able to be friends with this dude and that's car car is my four-year-old has a phone and, um, Why is he not asleep this time he, of night? He ain't got his melatonin yet. <laughs> <laughs> you better get that baby that melatonin. They nah. said they overdose some kids with that stuff. I mean, that's if you do three three melatonin gummies. Yeah, you go overdose. You do one. That's what the father say. I'm not. I'm not. It's good. It just Kingston get them too. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I seen that little news, were you talking with you? 
Which is good. Go, go, go to your key cards. Tell me what's the next subject. What's the next topic? So, yeah, go to your team, your key cards. All right, sir. See, that type of stuff. We have to be okay. I don't think it's cool. Talk about that. If okay, I, I know we were both probably agreeing to give them to them at that time, but now they've been on the news, so we need to back up off that because they've been on the news. You know, being able to talk about that, being able to. I also think it's important when you're co-parenting that once you start dating and you're whoever you're with and you're getting ready to bring your child around this this your significant other or the person that you are looking to start building your love relationship with i think that there should be like an introduction there should be a conversation letting it be known so that you know everybody can be on the same on the same terms i would like to be able to pick up the phone or either my phone ring if your girlfriend wants to speak with me and that be the thing and your girlfriend be able to speak with me or be able to invite your girlfriend to come to something when it's for kingston or when kingston is away with you being able to call and say hey girl so what is kingston doing i just called to check on him i think and there should be an introduction just so that you can know like who that child is around i just think it's only it's only right we've had conversation about how often you're exposing children to who you're dating my view is until it's serious and you know that it is going somewhere solid the children should not meet who you're with like i don't want I, I wouldn't bring randoms around my son so i would not want his father to bring randoms um, around him what 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 would you like to say no nah, you 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 agree you you don't point i wouldn't do that you know i wouldn't bring somebody a temporary somebody around my child that I know, you know, when treat my child up most, I treat my child like theirs, right? Um, so what 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 is the time frame that they before you start letting them meet people? Mm, if you know it's going to be serious and if you've been talking to that person for a while. What's a while? Mm, Remember you came, you became father, a father fast, so what's a while? I'm going to say about if you've been talking to that person for about six months to a year, then that's probably a good grace period. Because he, he he might be anxious to meet, you know, uh, your child. You know, he, he might be like, well, you know, his football game coming up. I, I wouldn't mind going and seeing him play. Maybe I could kind of coach him out. Or he might be anxious to plan a uh, vacation, you know, six months or a year down the road, you know. So, yeah. or of course, before y'all go on vacation because you don't want to, how a total stranger in a, in a in a vehicle or on a plane with your child and you don't even know him. So yeah, and I'm just I'm big on just vetting the process because I have cousins. I have you know I've heard people that like they got all these uncles and they they there's not their <laughs> uncle. Uncle <laughs> Yeah, Uncle Leroy, Uncle Jay, Uncle Uncle Henry, Uncle all them uncles, and they're not your, they're not those kids' uncles. I'm like, sit down, uh, Auntie, because that's not cool. So I vowed to never do that. And for me, 
for me, I understand that I am the first woman to love my son. And so I'm his I'm his first role model as to how a woman carries herself, how she loves herself, how she values herself, how she, you know, holds her crown, you know, with dignity and with grace. And so I don't want him to minimize the value of women because he sees me minimizing my value or he ends up not having trust for women because of how I've how he's witnessed me carry myself and that same not only goes for sons it only it also goes for daughters so to you dads I wouldn't want my daughter you know jumping from man to man to find validation because of uh, uh, she's seen me do it or she's seen her mother do it or just hypothetically speaking out there, her mother has different dudes or different dudes around, but I wouldn't want my daughter in that future, like getting validation from another dude, you know, the very, the most thing that I tell my daughter and I tell her, I say, KK, respect, uh, uh, you will always do what? And her return would, I will respect myself. And so I want her to respect herself to the utmost. And and the thing about that that and that is beautiful. It really is. Thank you. It is extremely beautiful. However, you guys, they don't just follow what we say. They follow what they see us do. So, would you want KK to date a guy like you? Oh man, that's a tough question. No, that's a. <laughs> all right. So so. That, like, would you, right, want so her, would you want her to be in a relationship with a man like yourself? I would. Um, I would. Uh, because most of the time, most females look for uh, a guy exactly like, like, their dad. like their dad. Exactly. So uh, if you called me uh, eight years ago, I, eight? I was giving myself time. Golly, six years ago. If you called me six years ago and asked me that, I probably like my eyes probably would have got like real big. I'm like, nah, I don't want to date nobody like me. But now comes. With, like I said, one of my daughters wanted to, have to switch up some stuff, so now she's walking with a baby guy like me. How how soon did you switch up some stuff? You say when your daughter was born, you had to switch up some stuff. It took a lot of growing. It's, it wasn't an overnight thing. Uh, I'm gonna say a year and a half after she was born, two years after she was born, I had to definitely watch how I move and how I uh, conversate. You know, because mm-hmm. I know that kids repeat everything you say so i had to like really switch up how i uh, who i had around or mm-hmm. how i talk or what music i played and the music i played so mm-hmm. you know uh, you want to tell the people what happened with kingston what what no <laughs> why not no <laughs> why not no <laughs> next episode <laughs> but um yeah, I don't know what I was about to say. I lost my train of thought for a second. That's what good conversations do. And it's hot. But go ahead. <laughs> and then um, he brought up the, we, we, we brought up, we brought up the, the, the subject matter of child support. And we talked about child support. I believe that it's important for the parents to be financially transparent. Um, 
what I mean by that is if some things change for me financially, I should be able to pick up the phone, talk with him, and let him know that, hey, I know that you've gotten really um, kind of comfortable with how our, our back and forth go financially, but I'm going to need you to kind of pull here simply because this has changed for me financially. I want to know, are you able to do so? Because this is something that is required for Kingston. Or if he has a, a job layoff, or if one of his projects is delayed or deterred, I don't want, I think we should be, he should be able to call me and pick up the phone and say, hey, I know that um, child support normally comes on this particular day, but simply because of what is going on, that's going to be a delay. Um, I'm going to do what I can in between time and bring what I'm capable of bringing. But I, I wanted to make you aware that that's where that good communication comes in. And I think that would kill some of that frustration. I know once we, because I started making it like very clear to him, you need to, we need to be able to have these conversations. I'm not being hard on you. I'm not being this with you. I just want to talk about the things that matter. I'm not trying to be a difficult mother of your child because I hate the term baby mama. I know you said a lot lately. <laughs> I know. I was like, wow, she's saying baby mama a lot. I know she hates that word. Yeah, but mother of my baby, your child. Well, flip it back, it's, it's baby mama. Mother of your child. Mother of my baby. He's a big boy. Baby. Being able to just have that conversation and be transparent because child support is. It's child support, but child support doesn't cover everything. It don't, it don't cover everything. And I know some people paying, honestly, paying like $200 a month in child support. Now, $200 a month. Yeah, You know, I don't know everybody's financial situation, but come on now. Like in the day that we live in there, $200 a month. Ain't that's, and that's ridiculous. That's, like, that's a light bill. You know, in the that daytime is that we some, live in there. And they might, might be more than some people's light bills, yeah. too. But the fact that, and I have to give him, I'll give him his crown when, when it's necessary to give him his crown. He pays child support, but not only does he pay child support, if there is something additional that I want for Kingston, I call his dad and I let him know. And he lets me know, okay, well, I'll be able to get it or I'll be able to do it. And this is the date in which I'll be able to do it on. And so I do appreciate you for that. But he understands we've had these talks like, okay, this is this is this, but hey, you know. Again, I like to reintegrate that this wasn't an easy road or easy, mm -mm, easy it wasn't. Because uh that that right there whenever I was like I was always upset when she say she needed something. And I'm like, go get out of child support, go get out of child support. But I pay a decent amount. But to know that it doesn't cover everything that he he needs or he he likes to do. Because mm -hmm. I have a son that, you know, he likes simple stuff, but at the same time, he likes to do, you know, he, or the stuff that he do, it's kind of get kind of expensive, you know. Yeah. He wants me to buy him a dinosaur. I don't know where I'm going to get a dinosaur from, but we go to A the, real one? A, a, a yeah, toy one? No, he wants a real dinosaur. <laughs> And he didn't ask me for a Lamborghini, so. <laughs> so, there you have it, you know. <laughs> but I know that wherever she slacks at, I, I try to pick up at her. Even if she calls and says she needs something, I, that's what all of them, really. If any of them call and say, 
they need something or something, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing my daddy duties. And again, I have a child over there that needs and that wants. So, you know, what I look like telling my child no, you know, I, I, I can't do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know if I have to move some stuff around or if I have to do whatever I have to do, then I'm going to provide for my child, you know. That's just me. And so we appreciate you. We we appreciate you uh, a lot. Whenever I get sixty years old, he better come by twice a month. <laughs> he, yeah, he keeps gonna put you in the nursing home. He so just <laughs> and so um, before we wrap up, because we we want to we want to go ahead and wrap up. This is we can just talk about this subject for you know hours and hours. But before we wrap up, we want to give a couple of tips on time spent with child with the children what tips can you give out there to fathers who are having a co-parent even if you don't see your child uh, rewind you should at least see your child at least uh i'm gonna say about four or five six times a month if you're co-parenting at the minimum you should see your child and definitely even if you don't see them you remember you always told me to FaceTime or call. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean I have to be there because I work out of town a lot. So if I'm not there physically, then I can still pick up the phone and call. Mm-hmm. You know, so definitely communicate with your with your child. Definitely stay in touch with your child. You know, uh, get them at least every other weekend. Mm-hmm. At least every other at weekend. least. And then. I- I've had tough conversations with this man right here, like what he just said about working out of town. I'm like, you have three small children. They don't understand your job wants to have you out of town. We have to be careful with our work, with everything. Myself too, my company, the the companies I'm building and developing, they keep me busy as well. And we just have to be careful that we don't allow the things of this world, our responsibilities that we have to govern ourselves to as adults for it to create situations within our children. You know, abandonment issues are real and children don't quite understand. So that's why it's so important to have those very transparent conversations with them of, of what is happening, or, you know, I'm going to be gone for this amount of time, not because I'm leaving you, but because my job requires this. But we're going to make sure that we talk. We're going to make sure that we FaceTime and then I get back in these many days. And then you FaceTime or you call and say, I'm only going to be away for three more days. So we got three more days. And then in, in five more days, I'm going to pick you up, like letting them know that so that they can have that expectation. So when you are needing to establish time with that child, communicate with that kid. Now, Kingston is old enough, like Carter's calling and FaceTiming his dad right now. Kingston is old enough as well. He wants to jump on FaceTime. I mean, he'll get the phone and send an audio recording requesting something off Amazon or whatever, but he understands picking up the phone, communicating with his dad. So I understand that you also build a foundation with, with your children as well, because if you know, when they get older, they ain't gonna always call you. Like when they get to about 10, 14, they go the, the phone calls or stop and they go stop wanting to go to the store with you and all that. Mm-hmm. So this kind of helps keep that healthy relationship. That healthy relationship, yeah. Because the more you're there now while they're small, 
the more they're going to value that time with you as they as they get older. And then you have, of course, we, we covered the financial responsibility. I think it's important that if you are receiving child support for your child, I think it's important that you establish a, a 529 plan for your child. You can take a portion of that money and if it's enough, because some people are just getting enough just to help meet their bills. And if you, ladies, if you are solely depending on child support to cover your bills, sis, I need you to get up and do something. Like, I really need you to get up and do something. You owe that to yourself mm -hmm. and you owe that to your child. I'm be out there getting 27 pieces. 27 pieces? 23? 27 pieces. Uh, is, it, is, it, is it 27? So I got it right? I'm yes. be out there getting 27 pieces. What's the, what y'all know? Crickets or stilettos? No, or what? Cricket, crillets. What's the nails thing called? Mm -hmm. Anyway, don't be just doing that with the baby money. Be financially responsible with it. And like she said, if you just solely relying on child support to get you by, then I mean, if you receive a nice amount, but you still, hopefully, you still got a backup plan because sooner or later that child will be eighteen years old. Yeah. And, you know? and then make, like I said, make some investments for that child. That 529 plan is great. I established an account for Kingston and I bought him some, you know, some Walt Disney stock. I bought him some shares into some companies with his money. So his money is being invested in him, sir. You know, <laughs> his money is being invested in him. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then the education, be involved. Don't allow just because you guys are co-parenting and I know men, especially black men, because I understand that black women, we are magical unicorns and we, you know, we get looked at as being like the strong black woman and we can handle it all. But here's the truth of the matter. We don't want to handle it all. We handle it all because we have to handle it all. But she wants to be able to be soft and feminine and just sit back and exude her feminine energy and allow you to be the masculine that you need to be and bring that balance into that child's life. But when it comes to that child's education, be involved. Don't just, you know, cheer about the report card, but both parents should communicate with the teacher and do check-ins with the teacher. Both parents should, you know, because of COVID, you can't pop up like, you know, because I'm a pop-up parent. I just pop up and want to sit in your classroom because I can't. But I can't do that right now because of COVID. But when they remove those restrictions, mom, dad, you know, come up with a plan so that that child, because it's all about this kid at the end of the day, so that that child know that their education is important to you as well, that what they're doing in school is also important to you as well. Yeah, definitely set the foundation for that child. And then what do you think about like religious beliefs for uh, the children? I mean, as long as he ain't joining no coke. <laughs> 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 you know, as long as he ain't joining no coke and drinking tea, you know? What's uh, wrong with drinking tea? You don't remember whenever that mess? You got it. It happened in Charlestown. You remember that? Mm -mm. Uh, I will research it when they finish, but it's, uh, I forgot the guy's name. Golly, I, I, I hate that I even brought it up now, but he had a coat in uh, South Africa and he made everybody drink the tea and they died. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. So, cause you may have like, 
one parent and again that's because at the beginning of this conversation we talked about when you are bringing two people together from different backgrounds that were raised with different belief systems and so you're trying to merge the system and so now that this this situation has happened to where you're having to co-parent within a relationship that has ended religious beliefs and things of that matter they should be discussed they don't have to you know if you want to be buddha or muslim and i want to be christian that's fine but when it comes to that child i think that you know my belief is that you know jesus is lord at the end of the day it's only one god it's only one god i apologize to anybody that's listening but it's only it's only one god to to me you know yeah, but I think that those are just, again, those are conversations that you should have. And then allow that child, because God is a God of free will, and allow that child of free will to experience and explore life so that they can find and navigate their way. Any any last things you want to say to the people? To the males, you know, just we need to really come together and be there for our kids. We need to teach them the ins and outs of what we didn't have. Especially if you didn't have it and you have a child growing up, then you need to set that foundation for that, for that child. Them, them children need us more than ever, especially with everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, they definitely need us heavy. And again, I was watching another YouTube video and these like had to be about 10 years old. I was talking about shooting another 10 year old in the face and all of them like and he, he ain't got a gun or anything but at the same time like it's just those principles that he's stating that he wants to inflict harm on another 10 year, 10 year old now imagine if he had his father in his life then that conversation possibly would never even came you know he probably would have been able to kind of breathe for a little bit and walk away from that situation that got him so ang- angry mm-hmm. so but again so that's why we need to set these principles in place to where we need to be in our children's life more than ever you know with the shootings that's going on with the uh little girls twerking and all that uh, uh just it's ridiculous just the, the 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 stuff that comes out of these kids mouth you know a lot of times these parents think that's cute all right, it's cute. Whenever, when they get it older, it's not older, as cute. That shit, ain't, that shit ain't cool no more. Yeah, as they Whenever get older. Cussing, so. Yeah, the, the, I'll be seeing videos of kids like laughing because the two-year-old said, bitch, bitch, bitch. But fast forward 16 years from uh, 16 years forward, and they call you a B, then, mm-hmm. you know, it's offensive. So, I mean, again, put that boundary in place whenever she's two. So whenever she's 16, she won't carry herself like that, mm-hmm. you know? Same thing with the young man, you know? Put them in sports earlier, or at least be in their life earlier, let them decide what direction they want to do, or whatever they want to do. So that's like very important. That's real important to me. It's uh, really just being up for these kids, because mm-hmm. they need us. They need us bad. There are, we're gonna wrap up, but I want Isaac to share with you guys. There's this these two little sayings that him and Kingston he always tell Kingston to say, and I really I really like it. So tell them your thing that you do with Kingston, well, probably with all of his kids, but I, I get to witness it with Kingston. I do with uh, Kingston Carter, and I can really pick up the phone right now and call Kingston, and Kingston go follow what I say. And it's like ground rules that I really, 
live by. It's more to the lesson, but I haven't got to that point with them. But whenever that point comes, I'm going to get them more to lesson. But it goes like a Kingston, respect would do what? Give me a long way. And respect would give me a long way or something else. Life is not a competition. Life is not That's a competition. Life is not a competition. Respect will give me a long way. Okay. With the competition, you are not in competition with anybody. You are your own competition. Mm-hmm. That's the second part of the lesson. Whenever he get older, I'm going to teach him. Your, competi- your only competition is yourself. Mm-hmm. Life is not a competition. So whenever him and his brother saying things like, I beat you at eating or I beat you, okay. Life is not what? A competition. A competition. Mm-hmm. And respect will get a long way. And so I want my kids to know that, you know. I want them to know that whenever you shake a man's hand and you look him in the eye, that, hey, that's you building a foundation and respect for with, with that man, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, uh, a nice handshake can get you a job, you know. A nice handshake can get you a friend. A nice handshake can get you uh, help if you're on the side of the road, you know, because people be remembering stuff like that. Like, I remember him. He was, like, super nice to me. So I'm going to go ahead and look out for him and help him out. So, but we got to be mindful of that. But I definitely want to store that up on my boys. It's the lessons because I'm not going to always be here to beat them lessons. I'm not going to always be here to hold their hand and mm-hmm. provide for them, you know. So I'm going to do that while I'm here. And so, yeah, we thank you for that. Of course. He might can get like he might get like some socks or something, y'all. Maybe get some more than some socks. Hmm, tie and some cufflinks. The cufflinks. I don't want no socks. I don't want socks either. <laughs> so you guys hope and I pray that something was said that was helpful, that we were able to take some of this information or just the transparency that we shared today and apply it if you are struggling in that arena with your co-parent i want you to be mindful of who is actually who's actually being the most affected by the decision that you're making if you're making decisions that are not considering the child yeah also know that you're being watched you're you're being watched by your children they they take that and roll with it like that's another reason why i never argued in front of you i never had disagreements in front of you because i know that my son is watching you know mm-hmm. i don't want him to think that that's cool that's all right do that because that's not you know so i never argued in front of my kids i would never do that yeah i will walk away from the situation i don't argue much anyway but <laughs> Anyway, guys, that is all right now from us over here at On Your Shit Podcast. Um, If you are interested in being a guest on our show, please visit www.onyourshit.com and fill out a guest inquiry form. Or if you have some feedback for the show that you would like to share with us, please send us over an email at info at onyourshit.com. Until next time, it's your girl Kenya, and I'm out. Your complimentary drinking pass is brought to you by the Boarding Pass. The Boarding Pass Travel Concierge, the stamp of luxury travel. Must be 21 or older to indulge in this experience.